This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into your weekend and welcome to the first weekend of May. And you know what that means. Kentucky Derby, basketball playoffs heating up, Stanley Cup playoffs heating up, baseball a month in. We are the odds couple and we are jacked to talk about a lot of different things happening this weekend for everybody. It is great to be back. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, and thanks to Shay Norling for chipping in for me last week while I was in KC. The odds couple never sleeps we're back for another loaded weekend, Mikey. What more could we ask for, my friend? Ah, uh, just good to have you back, Carm. And Eric Ostrowski is uh, is with us as usual. the The bottom line is that last week Shea Norland did a tremendous job. Shea also went one and zero. I went one and one. Well, with uh, the bonus pick with uh, Carmen and Yurko, we continue not to lose. We'll either go two and two, or we're going to win, or one and one, or we're going to win. This is what we do, folks, and with Carmen back and with a lot of things going on, we got some disappointments. We also got a scandal in college sports yes, we that, do. I, that I predicted on this very show and my barroom uh, show three years ago that this would be the tip of the iceberg and eventually... There'll be more than one of these, believe me, when I when you think about that. I think it's a maybe a good place to actually start, Mike. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we're, we, we're going to handicap. We always do. But right. Mike brought it up. I mean, that, this is a big story that broke uh, late in the day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Alabama baseball coach Brad Bohannon was fired after uh, some links to some very suspicious betting. Now, the early investigation that's been conducted here it does not point to... Uh, any player involvement no. whatsoever. I, and, you know, I, I would ask you this, Mike, as we kind of get into it. First of all, the, the reason this all started is because a few bets that were made in Ohio and I guess in Indiana were flagged, some suspicious betting that was being made. Well, you're betting five figures. You're right. going to be flagged the very beginning. Right. I mean, on, on a college baseball game. Yeah. The this thing is, you got to do right. is you spread the wealth, like the Arizona State uh, scandal that happened years ago. These kids were betting low figures by going to different casinos, staying under the radar. You got a guy that's a perennial loser, okay, who's betting five figures. Right. Okay? It's an automatic red flag. Yes. But, the, but let's not lose focus that the head baseball coach is a piece of crap who bet against his team, bet against his team, and gave information on the phone to another guy to unload money while he's making five hundred grand a year at Alabama. Alabama's best pitcher was uh, going to be scratched because of a back injury, and it, it, it appears that the coach gave this information. Uh, he said he was going to start another guy and that would have no shot against the, LSU. The score was eight to one, and then they ended up winning eight to six. Correct. And the bottom line is, this is only the tip of the iceberg. Just like I predicted uh, the trans- transfer portal. that's n- I, I saw a three-year Michigan man walk away because yeah, sure. he's going to make some fast money. Sure, It's a minor league system now. I liked it the old way. If you're going to cheat, try to get away with it. If not, you get put on probation. It's, it, it's nonsense what's going on. And now you've got gambling, 
involved, and they, I got to give them credit. Well, they, they, that's they what caught I was going to say. They caught, I was going to say that, Mike. I mean, at least it gives you some reassurance. But how that, many games did this guy do this? Well, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, the and big how bets. How many others they, are doing it? They certainly flagged the big bets. I mean, it seems. I agree. It seems like, uh, to your point, that the the checks and balances are in place and are working. I mean, Agreed. even when you look at, you know, we discussed the Lions NFL thing from a couple of weeks ago. These, you step out of line and they're catching you and they're suspending you and there are Agreed. consequences. So at least it seems like the checks and balances are but working. But I know there's somebody getting away with it, it could somewhere. Be. But greed kills at the yeah. end. Yeah. You can either try to carry it for a long period of time, do it the right way. I'm just telling you what I would do. Bet two, three thousand a game, and move on every week, or you could do it like these guys said. You're going to get caught either way. Yeah, well, yeah. especially either way. Yeah, yeah, especially walking into a casino making a, a five-figure <laughs> bet on uh, a college baseball game. Yeah, that's that's an immediate. And if I'm red not flag. mistaken, he bet against his own team. Well, it was it was a bet against Alabama because of what was happening. Now, did the coach profit in this? I don't know. Was he simply telling a friend, "Oh, oh. you know, our ace is hurt," and the friend took that information and went and made a ten thousand dollar bet? I or gotta whatever believe it was. there's a kickback. You and I would ah, have yeah. a kickback. Hey, Carmen, I mean, here's those, some information. Bet fifty grand. I don't want anything. Those questions are going to be out there, and rightfully oh, so. Oh boy, and You're they're right. going to be and they're going to be solved, Carm. Yeah, and that's and why he was know, fired. And Alabama did the right thing. I mean, re- regardless if the coach profited, it's it's information that should I not be dispensed. Yeah, Alabama's got a bad reputation because of baseball. And wasn't there a murder involvement with their basketball program? Yes. Well, the kid whose gun was. There you go. I whatever. Did, yeah, did, Were they he in the didn't paper? know. He he did not. Apparently, he did not. not know that the gun was going to be used in a crime. But yes, his gun was. Well, used. well he had some. He had some involvement. I'm yeah. not saying the kid's babyface Nelson. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying is they've they've been they had a guy involved in a bad situation. Yeah. And you know that coach. It's all about winning over there. That's what I found out about Alabama. I mean, Nick Saban. What's he thinking right now? I don't know. <laughs> when, when you think about like his the hey, best, too the, bad it's I'm glad it's not me. Uh, Ron, what I was going to say, you know, the scandal around the basketball program and the baseball program is yeah. probably thinking uh, they're drawing unwanted attention on us, but it's not the football That's department. A, exactly right happy about that. Yeah. All I know is I got Aflac. Yeah, right. Exactly. He's got that Aflac money rolling in, so he's, he's well, But this coach made five hundred grand in Alabama. Yeah. I mean, you're not living in New York. In Alabama, five hundred grand goes a long it way. Goes for a long you. way. Absolutely does. Yeah. Well, yeah. that was a, a good uh, place to jump off this yeah. week because it's a gambling-related story, and um, you know, again, the 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 process seems to be working. The, yep. I think all the leagues, the colleges, the professional leagues are taking this very seriously. They don't want any impropriety, um, and you know, the 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 casinos working in conjunction with these leagues, and then these independent investigators. I guess this one is called. I was reading America. What is this one called? There's like a. It's like a watchdog group that basically yes. the SEC has been working. They with, watch. So. They watch out uh, yeah. about uh, you know. They oversee things. and yes. Look at odd bets and yes. everything else. Correct. So it seems like uh, it worked, and for a little while there, when they realized what might have been happening, like the Indiana gaming regulators took. The the, the 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 Alabama bets off the board. They took all the Alabama and LSU bets off the board. So the casinos are usually pretty quick to react. I don't know how this worked. He did now. LSU won the game. Am I right? Correct. And he bet against. Oh. It would seem that getting oh, the information that Alabama's best pitcher wasn't going to go, considering how good LSU is. 
that he that the bets were made yeah. yes to back LSU and Alabama's uh, uh, pitcher that was supposed to start a stud yes exactly and had to be scratched God, because we, of back I actually back I feel like Eric Severide <laughs> I feel like a Walter Cronkite if right? you will we're trying to break it all down oh for my God but you can read a lot about it Dave Purdom at ESPN who yes, does a good job, good job writing job about gambling Dave. yeah Dave does a nice job he wrote a very detailed story at ESPN.com and you can check it out there if you want so uh, we do have games that we are going to handicap there's yes. wagering opportunities for the weekend we got a bunch of fun nba stuff to talk about including two games tonight warriors bounced back last night uh i had a good feeling about the warriors i didn't know they yep. beat them up as badly as they did though last night mike so that was a, a impressive bounce back i think a lot of us saw that coming out of golden state they know how to make adjustments about as well as anybody well and i i at the end of this i i, I am confident that steph curry in the lebron years will be considered in the next 20 years the guy that changed the game of basketball and won multiple championships on the same team like jordan did stayed with them was homegrown uh right now uh, lebron's the darling yet he was minus 27 yesterday when he was on the court anthony davis he, uh my deal with him is one day he looks like wilt the next day he looks like bill cartwright <laughs> right. i mean that you don't know what you're gonna get and then like i said Reeves is not the knockout guy that we thought he'd be. They got D'Angelo Russell. I just can't believe they're going to beat a team made up of Curry, Green, Thompson mm-hmm. with Steve Kerr. I just can't believe they're going to win. I know they stole one on the road, but it reminds me of the Bulls. When Magic Johnson came in there, they won the first game. I was on the air going, oh, my God. I know. And then all of a sudden, the Bulls won fourth straight. Yeah. And so I think that's – I'm not saying they're going to win fourth straight, but I – really like Golden State's chances here. They're just too pedigree. They're, they're, they've got great pedigree. They've got yeah. that championship Come medal on. that we always Come talk on. about. And, uh, you know, we, we we constantly throughout the course of the regular season sort of lamented their road record. And what they do come playoff time? They won two games on the road in in uh, Sacramento right. in a tough place to play. So they're more than capable, Mike. You're absolutely right. When we come back, we're going to check in with our good buddy Luke Pergandy. Uh, we'll preview Celtics and Sixers for you in a little bit, plus Nuggets and Suns. Well, I mean, the Nuggets have looked incredible. Stanley Cup playoffs are rolling along. Those have been super exciting. We're going to talk about all of it, folks. Plus, there's some good baseball action. A few really good marquee matchups tonight and uh, and this weekend across the big league. So we're going to talk about all of it. Plus, Kentucky Derby picks from Jim Miller. <laughs> you do not want to miss a minute tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go anywhere. We are coming right back. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. Every week, it's Mike North, Carmen DeFalco. You can always catch up on demand. That's the beauty of an on-demand world, right? Just get that ESPN Chicago app, all the shows, all the podcasts, the Odds Couple. Catch up this weekend. Make sure you listen. Uh, and we'll be on the air on Saturday morning with the Encore replay at a new time at 10 a.m. Love that Yeah, time. perfect time on Saturday morning. Yep. So remember that. Uh, that time in the show to say hi to one of our favorite guests. He joins us every week, one of the founding members of our great presenting sponsor, the PropSwap app and PropSwap.com. He joins us on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Luke Pergandy, everybody. <laughs> Call me one What's more up, lady. guys? Hey, Mike. Hey, What's guys? up, buddy? Hey, buddy? Yeah, that, the big ticket that everybody's talking about is some Somebody's got a six-leg parlay, five have cashed. He needs the Warriors, and he's being offered big money, but he doesn't want to sell it yet, Luke. Does not want to sell it. We got him a bid of 30000 on Friday morning. Uh, he declined it. 
that series is knotted up now. I do realize that Golden State looked dominant, but uh, of course it's LeBron James and Anthony Davis and a revamped Lakers team. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, my as we've discussed at length on this show, like take the 30 Gs and then take a 15 of that and just go rebet the Warriors at six to one. Right, like then you've got fifteen k in your pocket, and you get another ticket. It almost passes for like eighty thousand. Like yeah. that's the fourth world. Even if he loses, he turns a two hundred dollar original investment into fifteen k. Yeah. And I think any one of us would take that. And I think what, anybody on Wall Street would tell you take that investment, that that ROI. And, and I don't care if we have to talk about that every week. The guy, the way that this is, the way that this guy's passing right now on that, and being just a little bit stubborn, where he may outsmart himself, when he could do that. We'll discuss it every week. So when somebody gets a ticket like this, they will do the right thing. Now, the right thing, well, I feel like we raised the young man. I feel like we nurtured him. I'm hearing a lot of Denver Nuggets Oh boy! Uh, all of a sudden. We loved uh, the Joker. There's no doubt about it. I give him credit. He just picked up. There was a mass shooting in Serbia. Mm. He picked up all the funeral bills and everything else. This guy is a class act. And I've watched the rest of the team. They're unknown. They almost remind me of a BYU back in the day when they had these great stars, but nobody really paid attention to them. How's the action on Denver right now, Luke? And do you think that if they get to the next round, people will hold on to the tickets because maybe it's his time and that team's time? Yeah, I mean, look, what what do you make of the Celtics dropping? So the Celtics are the favorite right now. Celtics yes. are plus 155. Right. Nuggets are second favorite at plus 320. Like, I don't know what to make of that game one drop the Celtics did without mm-hmm. Embiid. You know, Harden just goes off after spending a week in Las Vegas. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's tough. Like, I, to me, that, that showed that the Celtics are beatable. So then the question becomes, who's the next best team? Nuggets are plus 320. Mm-hmm. There, there's the answer. And then this, I think this Warriors-Lakers series is going to seven. Yeah. I think it might, too, actually. And you're going to get a worn-out Lakers team if they go to the next might round. might get a worn-out. Either team might be either worn out. Either team, yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean, the Warriors just had to play a seven-game series against the Kings, guys. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yep. You know, if they have to play another one, you're, you know what I mean? I mean, and there's still a ways to go. Let's see how, you know, Denver does here. But they're up 2-0, and... You know, they, they've dominated here so yeah. far and in the postseason. And he's not alone. Uh, the, the, yeah, the, sun, the Suns are, are giving this thing away. And, and I, I realize that they just got KD at the break, and it takes them time to gel for sure. And, of course, Chris Paul being out isn't helping anything. But, right. Uh, right. I mean, Phoenix had, Phoenix had NBA Finals hopes once that trade went down. New owner, of course, Matt Ishby of, of Detroit. Um, they had they had finals aspirations, and it's looking looking dire in Phoenix. For people that are interested, it is Kentucky Derby weekend, and there is a way to still uh, get a futures ticket, buy or sell with the app. It's just it's got to be a, a locked in um, wager, not a pair of mutual wager. Is that right, Luke? You need one of the futures yeah. wagers that were locked in if you want to post a ticket or buy one on PropSwap. Yeah, exactly. So some books like Las Vegas at the win. Sports or WINN offers fixed odds mm-hmm. on the Kentucky Derby, so people would grab them there and then post them. Yeah, we've got some. We've got horses. You know, the favorite uh, is Forte. Uh, we have him at three to one, and then obviously, if the odds go down, you can buy it at three to one and then repost it. Uh, but we've got you know sixty different Derby 
tickets up for sale. So uh, there's action for sure. So definitely, if people are interested, check out the app. It's free. Check out the website. Uh, for Kentucky Derby weekend and all the other fun stuff that's happening. So, Luke, enjoy the weekend, buddy. We appreciate the time as always, and we'll catch up next Friday. Okay. Bye, Karen. Bye, Mike. See you, buddy. <laughs> I hope the horses have fun. That's our guy, Luke Pergandy. Uh, we'll- hey. I'm to- I-, I told you this two, three weeks ago. I'm so done with Durant. I'm done with him. I'm, said- I'm sick of hearing about him, and I'm sick of him. Uh, I understand he got to Golden State, and, and they really didn't need him, as we've seen. Uh, and he reaped the benefits of not being double teamed at times because there were so many stars on that court. I give him credit for that and helping him out. But the bottom line is he went to the front-running team. He left Oklahoma City. Brooklyn was a shambles. Now we have this Phoenix thing, and Chris Paul is basically a step slower than he's, he was, and you can stop him. So I think Phoenix, I, I give him credit, but I think also – their middle, their inside guy, Aiden. He hasn't done much. That's Carmen. the kid. That's the how he got. Right I mean, now. really, it's not like he's a big guy or I anything, agree. though. You know, I mean, he's got a can he? He's got to hold his own, and he's not. Um, the the Nuggets have not been an underdog yet in these playoffs. Tonight will be the first time that they are an underdog. Mm-hmm. The Nuggets are getting four. Game three in Phoenix. Uh, Denver is six and one straight up. Is five. that the Scott Foster game? Well, you know what? It doesn't matter because Paul's not playing, so I guess it doesn't matter. Oh, that's true. Maybe he'll rep fairly. <laughs> that's a great question, though. <laughs> hey, I don't have to rep unfairly now. That's great. Because it is it is suspicious how he's repped those games. Uh, and it, and the, the, the record itself is odd. Um, Denver is 6-1 and one straight up, 5-2 and two against the number in the postseason. Like I said, tonight's going to be the first time uh, that they're an underdog in the postseason. They've been a solid cover, or they were a solid cover as a dog during the regular season to the tune of 13-6 and six against the spread. They're number one in net rating in the postseason so far, Mike, and I don't think it would surprise you uh, to hear that no one else is really close. They're a plus 10.8 so far. They've just been uh, fantastic, uh, quite frankly, and they, they survived the other night with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter having terrible shooting nights, and they still won by 10 Because points. they're a team with a leader who plays like a point guard that plays center, where you have other t- and they're healthy. Uh, you know, I mean, Embiid, uh, you know, uh, you know guys sitting out, Jimmy Butler, uh, you know, Giannis, you saw what happened with Budenholzer. He's gone. Uh, why? He shouldn't have been gone, in my opinion. You're not healthy. Middleton is hurt. He's going to be a free agent. Maybe they were sour on him. But, I, you know, you won a, ch- a, a championship, like, what, three years ago? Yeah. In Milwaukee? He would have been fired that season if Kevin Durant's foot wasn't on the line. They, well, they, they, I were gonna, they were going to lose that. For, they were going to lose that series. He would have been fired. I just told then. you about Kevin Durant, and you go right back to Kevin Durant <laughs> and what he was going <laughs> to do. My God, I have had it. I just like the rebuild. You know what I did the other day, Carm? I spent I spent six hours the other day. You know what I spent six hours on? What? Listening to my barroom shows and to the odds couple shows. The last four years, saying the Sox rebuild wasn't going to work. I but here's what I and that's fine. I mean, I, I I can totally appreciate the opinion, but the idea that they they've never been good at any, no matter how they've tried to do it, they haven't been. good. I agree, except the year they got players from other teams like AJ Prusinski. Yeah, oh, five. Go, Look, it was like a died. perfect storm. It was a perfect storm in '05. And I give right. all the credit in the world. But you have they, to know who's doing the rebuilding, folks. They've and, never done it right. And I'll tell you what, I, I remember. 
I, I, got, I took heat. We had a two-time all-star catcher. I still, Jimmy, Jimmy McCann's hitting 225 right now. Oh, he stunk. He, since he but left, he he's handled, been terrible. And how, no, he's hitting two, and what has Grandel been? Well, Grandel's been a lot years? better than McCann has been well, offensively. You know what, he's got lot, twice as many home runs. And twice as much money. Because well, McCann's got true. 45 million. And here's another thing. Giolito had his best years with McCann. The pitching staff had its best years with McCann. So it's not just about putting up stats. The bottom line is when you lose, and you can think whatever you want, you can't win if you lose Lasorda and Abreu in the same year if you're done with the rebuild. And that was a misjudgment, too. And Lasorda did slip in the end. But the replacement did not replace even the slippage of a Hall of Fame manager. Uh, That's all. Abreu's been as, is struggling. Uh, Abreu doesn't see, have a home run. You know that? I, and he doesn't have to have a home run because he's going to end up hitting about 280 on a on a championship baseball team. I see Contreras is starting to hit for St. Louis. We replaced him because I think the two catchers have done well. Although I'm very disappointed in Ross. The one and six road trip is on him. And two of those games are on Willie wow. Harris, the third base coach, as part of the problem. And, of course, the ball player. I'll tell you what. Well, yeah, you're right about that. And one of those games, yeah, I think you're right about Ross, too. I mean, let Nick Madrigal hit, you know, with. And handling the pitching <laughs> I mean, staff. Come on. And, and going by analytics. That's what he's doing. He pulled a pitcher out yesterday. I understand he had five innings, but he didn't give up anything. And you know what? Give the kid another inning, maybe. Maybe let him give up a hit. But they're following a certain plan. Now. They could win five in a row now. But you mm. know what? It's a tough – they don't look the same they, as they did. And if Bellinger ain't there, they boy, got yeah. a problem. Well, Bellinger. Uh, and maybe they uh, you know, they, they got swept in Miami last week. So to your point, maybe they come back home, they bounce back. They'll but try I to... will say this for our boys, the Sox and the Cubs. We could be Oakland. We could be well, – can't say, but we're not supposed to be. I said last week, the White Sox right now, Carm, as much as I love them, this has been the greatest mis- misjudgment of yeah. talent I've ever seen. Period. The whole thing, yeah, it's been it's been botched. I mean, yeah, it, I can't absolutely. argue with it. And, and somebody's got to come out and just say it and say, "Let's move on." You wonder if that it, it feels like that window was open so briefly and it's already closed. I mean, they, the they've way, got nothing to show for it. They've lost everybody. They're getting. They're not drawing well. And let me tell you something: a lot of podcast White Sox podcasters under thirty went along for the ride and are learning a valuable lesson. Plus, we heard about Section 108. All, they're all gone. Mm. Nobody's going to the games right now. So same they, old, same the old. White Sox got to turn it around, and they got to maybe explain a few things to the fans, do some public relations. Yeah, instead of Jerry uh, going uh, speaking on panels, telling oh everybody how, oh, we, we robbed you all blind for years. We got away with murder for years. I mean, it's like, what in the world is that, Jerry? And, and if Car- let me tell you something, folks. Carmen DeFalco's the fairest, one of the fairest people I've ever worked for and with. And I'm going to tell you something. When he says that, just listen to the class, but also listen to the message. That's yeah, all. yeah. Thank you, Mike. Oh, That's all. I'm just telling the truth. Thank you. Yep. Uh, when we come back, I we do got... it a different way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Coming up, we got uh, Celtic Sixers tonight. We got Heat and Knicks. Is Jimmy Butler going to get back in the lineup tomorrow night? We're going to talk about that. Some hockey. Uh, we got to discuss oh. baseball. There's a ton. And we still have Jim Miller to give us derby predictions. We got the Kentucky Derby coming up this Absolutely. weekend, folks. Absolutely. I'm excited. I am too. So don't go anywhere. We got a lot still to do. It's Carmen and Mike. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. 
Welcome back inside the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. You get us on demand on the ESPN Chicago app anytime. Encore replay Saturday morning, now at 10. Follow Mike on Twitter. He's at North to North. That's the number two. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. Very, very simple. All right, we talked Nuggets, Suns a little. Uh, how about Sixers and Celtics? That's the first game tonight in Philadelphia. The Sixers uh, at home, still an underdog against the Boston Celtics, getting about two, two and a half points. Low total in this game at 214. Actually, I just updated. I'm looking now. It's inched out to 215. I can't say I'm surprised by that. The series is tied at one. Uh, and Bede did not play in the first game. Harden went off. And the Sixers stole home court. Game two, and Embiid comes back. He blocked five shots, but all in all, he didn't play that well. Looks like the knee's an issue, and Harden went from 45 points down to 12, Mike. So the Celtics bounce back in a big way. What do you expect back in Philly tonight? If I tell you it's 1-1, you've been out of town, okay? You've been, you've been hiding. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're on vacation. You gotta, you're in a log cabin up in Montana. You don't have no TV, nothing. I tell you, Philadelphia's coming back to Philly. With Embiid and with all these people, and it's 1-1. And yet they're not favored. They're, they're the dog. <laughs> I'm just saying, Dad. I've been around the block 17 times, and I'm not dizzy yet. <laughs> all I'm telling you is that that's something that you got to look at. Now, that doesn't mean that they can't rise. But I think that the odds makers know Harden's not capable of doing what he did in game one. Yeah. I think the odds makers know that if Embiid doesn't play, the coach of the Celtics would then adjust to Harden a little bit better than he did. Instead of just like, you know, not trying to fight through picks on him and stuff like that and just letting him have his way. He had a great game. He's capable of doing it. I don't think he will. I have a pick on this game, though, and I have a pick on the total after. Beautiful. All right. Sounds good. We'll wait for that for best plays a little bit later on. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow night, you are actually tomorrow afternoon, the day game is going to be Knicks and Heat. Down on South Beach, the Heat are a three-point favorite. Uh, low total, as you'd expect in this game. 208.5, series tied at one. Jimmy Butler, after missing game two and parts of game one, trending, at least as we record the show on Friday morning, trending towards a return. Again, that game's still you know, 26, 27 hours away. So we'll see uh, six of the seven Knicks postseason games have gone under the total, not surprisingly. They play at a slow place, uh, a slow pace, excuse me, slowest mm-hmm. of all the remaining mm-hmm. uh, playoff teams. Actually, I think the Sixers might be slightly slower, but they're well, right Well, I mean, just the watching Embiid run down the court makes me feel like right? I got speed. I know, you're right. <laughs> um, the Knicks D has been great. They're holding opponents to below yeah. 45% from the floor, Mike. They're second in the playoffs in overall defensive efficiency. They really know how to lock in. Uh, if anything, you know, my, my only lean in this game, but even though the total is so low, is to look for a slow, especially with these day games sometimes mm-hmm. on the weekend. You know, my, my only lean might be to look, uh, take a little peek again at the under in this game. I think Brunson, when he's on, and even if he isn't on, is such a dog. What a story. And Butler is the same way. Now, they, they I think they can neutralize each other. It's up to the rest of the teams. I, I It makes me sick to see Thibodeau coaching another winning, I mean, taking the Knicks somewhere is a, an achievement. Smart. Uh, I think Thibodeau's probably the guy that recognized Brunson was all that when other people didn't, including the Dallas Mavericks. I'm sort of, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I've always been a Nick hater from the Anthony Mason days to the John Starks days. Mm -hmm. But even Pat Riley, there's a history between me and him that people know about the question I asked back in the day. But I'll tell you this. I hope the Knicks win this series, but I have nothing against Miami either. We have ex-Bulls on both sides. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) 
<laughs> There's a lot of ex bulls yeah, uh, sprinkled around. They should around have there. the bull under shorts. I, I know, right? I mean, Thibodeau should wear a suit coat with the bull on the back. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> I'm sick of it. Everybody uh, leaves. Uh, I know. Back, uh, <laughs> oh, God, I don't know. It was at some point in February or March, Mike and I started talking about the Carolina Hurricanes. But yeah. then we had both sort of soured on them. They we didn't, did because they soured on themselves. They did. They didn't play well down the stretch. Carmen and I give everybody the benefit of the doubt, but when you don't feel like playing, we don't feel like picking. I mean, they they just, I did not like the way they ended the regular season. They lost Svechnikov, one of their best players, to injury as well. But we never abandoned them. Mike and I, yeah, we're like, boy, they look so enticing for a little while when they were like 12 to 1. Now they're 3 to 1, Mike. The Carolina Hurricanes are the favorite. They're 5 and 2 in the postseason. They're allowing just 2.4 goals per game. Uh, And in most games, they've looked really, really good. They're at home tonight, taking on the Devils. That's the only Stanley Cup game of the night. But how about that? Where we are, where we were two months ago to where we are now, Carolina uh, with no more Boston. And Mike and I predicted that for everybody. We told you, be wary yep. of the Boston Bruins. Carolina, now the favorite. Vegas, the second choice after a very impressive 6-4 win against the Oilers the other night. And I'm looking forward to that game tomorrow. Uh, watching the Oilers in, these post- in this postseason has been great. Oilers-Vegas, I think, is going to be a terrific series, Mike. I really uh, admire the NHL playoffs because uh, you don't know who's going to win. Uh, you never know who's going to win because there's a goalie. And uh, these goalies can stand up. These yeah. teams are competitive. They play when they're hurt. I mean, the nonsense. Uh, I'll give everybody an example. We just talked about the White Sox, okay? It's when you come back. There was a guy that got 75 stitches in his face, and he came back in the next period for Winnipeg two weeks ago. Then I hear Mark DeRosa, a great, great guy on uh, like Major him. League yeah. Baseball. Yep. Mark knows the inside scoop. He said there's two teams that let the players determine when they're coming back from injury. And he brought up the Yankees and the White Sox. That's why you see certain players out longer for some things. Like Bryce Harper came back from uh, Tommy John surgery in five months. The next guy, seven months. So... Now, I will say, he doesn't have to throw. I mean, that's a big, you know, he's that's DHing. That's a big deal. That's but a big he still deal. has to swing the but, bat. But it's still pretty cool that he's back five months later, yeah. I mean, if you hurt, you know, if you got a bad arm, I mean, go to the carnival, uh, Carmen, pick up that big mail and try to hit the number <laughs> Good 10. Good luck to you. Yeah, exactly right. So, so I, I, but he brought up the Yankees and the White Sox, and I, I'm not going to say anything, but he sort of alluded to a couple players. I'm not going to name the players. He says they come back way too late hmm. from what they have. Interesting. Uh, you know uh, what I'm saying. Dry sidle tomorrow night. By the way, in Who? Game Two, Leon Drysaddle. We Mike. went through this before. He sounds like a novelist. He does. He does. You're absolutely yeah. right. He sounds like an old Russian novelist uh, or uh, something. Uh, you know, Shashevsky. No, that's a good Russian coach. Didn't you know, he write War, War and Peace? Yeah. Uh, he is minus one twenty five to score a goal tomorrow night. He leads all Great players. Great player. He really yeah. is. I it, found out about him when it was brought up a couple weeks ago. He leads all the players in the postseason in goals and points. Real quick, I'll tell you guys this. You'll you'll like this. This is NHL postseason history. Okay. I love the history that of the NHL. NHL. History. Points per game, minimum 40 games played in NHL postseason history. Wayne Gretzky, of course, number one, 1.84 points per game. Number two on the list is Leon Dreisaitl, 1.68. Mario Lemieux is third, 1.61. And Connor McDavid is fourth, 1.52. Those are the only four players in the history of the playoffs Minimum 40 games that have ever averaged more than a point and a half per game. It's an that's incredible a, list. That's, that's a great list because there's somebody, like I told Karim, standing in front of a net. That's true. That's, and they're big. And the goalies today, uh, there was a guy named Gump Worsley. I think oh, yeah. when he was on his tippy, tippy toes, he was 5'7". Right. 
No. Yeah, then you got Ken Dryden who broke new guys open six four. Today they're all six foot. You can't be you can't be six foot and play goalie Tampa in the NHL. Bay's Mike. Goalie looks like he could play for the Bears <laughs> see, on the line. Six six. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of the White Sox, they start a series against the Reds at the Great American Ballpark. If they're still calling it that these days, I lose track. Uh, since he, believe it or not, is a home record, uh, a, a winning record at home. Sox are just four and twelve straight up on the road. They're also zero and six in Lance Lynn start so far. Mike, his ERA is north of seven. The Sox. Our minus 210 on the run line, getting a run and a half. They'll face Hunter Green. He's been better on the road than he's been at home, but he's posted a couple of double-digit uh, K games already. Than Lance not right now. No. Not right not now, even, there's not. not it's it's, it's why the Reds are the favorite. If he was a two-year guy, he'd be in the minors right now. Yo, I think you're right about that. No doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. You also got Yankees raised this weekend down in Tampa. I mean, oh. how about the Yankees? The Yankees are two games above 500. Everybody in the and AL East. Back. And they're nine back. Well, because you know what? If they were another, look, I I think the Yankees will still come through. They have some injuries, but they got they're getting some guys back. The Mets are the surprise. They're mm. on a pace. They have the worst record since 1962 when they couldn't get out of their own way, and they had nothing but 18-year veterans playing most most positions. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. The, the Rays are such a story, Mike. They've well, then why doesn't somebody grab one of their guys? And I bring don't them know. Over here? Good question. That's My a, God. That's a great question. I mean, um, if you're going to do it right, do it right. The, the Rays are, listen to this. It, this is a joke. The Rays are set. First of all, they've played a lot of home games, but I didn't think they'd win ninety games this year. I'm a, I'm on my game. Oh my God, Mike! I know they're they're seventeen and two at home. Listen to this. They're thirteen and six on the run line. It's the, yeah. Thirteen and six. Yeah. That's How's the best. My Texas Cub thing looking now. My two uh, overs. Well, I, I mean, the club uh, right now have, have sunk I, a little bit. Well, so. but still, I mean, Mike, you're, I know. you're the Texas has been terrific. I mean, you're yeah, in good shape. Yeah, but then Degrom, the you know what? They expected Degrom, I think, to get hurt. I do. Well, it I seems th- like I it. think if you told ask Texas, you got a guy like this, you get as much out of him as you can. But do you think he's going to last the whole season? It almost if they, seems, if they said, yeah, they're not. I, I agree with you. You almost yeah. have to expect it. Now he's yes. back on the 15 day IL. You got to expect it at yep. some point. The other good series this weekend is Dodgers Padres. Uh, out in Southern California, uh, in the Padres building, it's Kershaw versus Darvish to start, uh, start the series. Nice. What a matchup. Yeah. Uh, total in the game, as you'd imagine, is pretty low, only 7.5. Dodgers went 6-3 and three in San Diego last year. Kershaw's always pitched well, folks, in that ballpark, just so you know. He's 23-9 and nine lifetime he's in San nasty. Diego. He's still so good, Mike. Still nasty. It's incredible, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and, and he's avoided injury for the most part. I think that's you know important. he's another one at this point. Every you feel like once a year the back's going to bother him. They'll shut him down for two weeks, but he's two weeks and he comes back. and then he comes back. Yeah, he's still I mean, got I'm not saying he's two. free of injury, but with pitchers going down, look, look, the worst thing that ever happened to baseball. Take it from me: your power hitters weighed 180 pounds. Mays, Mantle, sure. I, I mean Ted Williams, Clemente. I'll go all night long like Lionel Richie. The worst thing that ever happened to pitching and baseball players is weights. That's mm. it. You need flexibility. Flexibility, yeah. You, these guys are too built. I watched Japan win the World Baseball Classic. They had two guys that looked big. Everybody think- else... I mean, my God, they look like me, Carmen and I walking down the street. And they can all rake. Ker- and they all rake. Kershaw is now uh, 35. He's 5-1 and one with an, a 1.89 ERA. I mean, he's still, like you said, he's, he's still... He's an intimidating figure. I know I, I've given him trouble over the playoffs, but I'm sorry. Um, I, I can't throw stones at a guy that's got that kind of record right now in the game. To, to your point about the 
Japanese players, the kid in Boston, Yoshida, right? Yeah. Uh, he's like a buck 80 soaking wet, and uh, he, you yeah. know, he's slugging 600. Well, I how mean, big was I, Suzuki? I, I mean, mean, you know, how big are these guys? How about Ichiro? <laughs> All I'm going to tell you is this. The power hitters that play in Japan, a lot of them used to be American. It's not that way anymore, uh, but I will. I, I am straight up. I watched that baseball classic. I said, our guys are overdeveloped. These guys are normal guys that know that there's no launch angle. And by the way, the shift is so nice now. You hit the ball up the middle, folks. It's an actual base hit now. Yeah, yeah. You grew up on that. Sure. Hit the ball up the middle. The shift. Everything. You know what happened to me, Carm? You were gone. I was so excited. I wanted to call you. I actually put a 12 o'clock bet in, and then on Saturday, I had time to make a 3 o'clock bet. That's something, isn't it? That's beautiful. I love it. All right, coming up, Jim Miller has got ponies. It is Kentucky Derby weekend, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to do a deep dive with Jimmy. We'll give you our best plays. we got more to do. We're coming right back. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. You're listening to The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Entering the home stretch on this edition of The Odds Couple, and oh, come on, we know it. Everybody's been waiting. It's Derby Weekend. They want to hear from the one and only Jim Miller from Jimmy! Hawthorne. Jimmy! <laughs> Big weekend, Jimmy. Entering the home stretch is the perfect term, Carm, because I'll tell you that's what they're going to be doing. Here's the crazy thing. 23 horses entered the Derby. You're not even going to have a full field of 20. The last, say, 24, 48 hours has just kind of been chaos. Horses scratching, horses drawing in. It's good that we do the show right up leading to the Derby because look at last year. Rich Strike came off the also eligibles into the race and won. There were three also eligible horses entered this year. All three are going to run in the Derby. That's pretty amazing. Uh, Lord Miles, who was 30-1, to 1, but he was one of the guys that's caught up in this scandal with one of the trainers. Is that right? He was scratched because the trainer's suspended? Yeah, exactly. The trainer, Safi Joseph Jr., had a couple of horses that were basically listed as, as deaths that they don't have a reason why. And mm. because of that, kind of what happens in the racing industry is a necropsy is performed on the racehorses, and basically like doing an autopsy on a body they go through they try to find a reason for why the horse deceased so Mm. when you have multiple horses where it's kind of an unexplained death then you have to look into it and say let's find out and really until you find out that reason you can't really allow him to race and this would happen on any jurisdiction on any circuit it just happened to happen leading up to the kentucky derby but that is the reason that lord miles is out um the two california horses guys skinner and practical move both are scratched due to elevated temperatures. Mm. And this happens when you're shipping horses from one place to another. Both mm. these horses were based in California. Both flew all the way across country to Louisville, got settled in, but still you're getting acclimated to new weather. You're getting acclimated sure. to new surroundings. Both of the horses spike temperatures yeah. and they're out. And then, and then continue are the 20 is out just because the trainer said, I don't think my horse can be competitive. And Hey, if that happens, that's okay. I don't mind that at all. Yeah, it's like it's like people getting off after f- being in Florida, getting off of a plane in cold weather, and, sure. and so all of a sudden getting a cold. Uh, this is the last thing the Kentucky Derby needs after the Baffert situation. This Saffy Joseph Jr. There's been a total of four horses uh, that have died at Churchill Downs in the lead up to this weekend's Kentucky Derby. So that's a paw cast over this race. Let's talk, let's talk about the able horses now. Uh, yes. Two Phil. <laughs> 
Tulsa has been one of your guys. I've wa- oh, yeah. I followed you on Twitter, Jimmy. Tell us a little bit about two fields. You seem very excited about him. Are you more excited about him because the field isn't strong or because of him alone and he's as good as anybody in the field? Um, it's a combination of things. It, it's one, the fact that he was a locally based racehorse yeah. training at Hawthorne all the mm-hmm. way up to the Derby sure. with local connections. Two, though, he's a very talented racehorse. If you're a speed figure player, two fills enters the Kentucky Derby with the highest speed figure of anybody in the race. He posted a 101 buyer speed figure in his last out. He's a horse that has won at Churchill Downs already on his career. You have a trainer, Larry Ravelli, who everybody in Chicago knows because he won Good nine kid. training titles Good at Arlington kid. Park. Yeah, good guy. It's, it's insane. Yeah, this is a guy that, here's the thing, and I'm sure you saw my nugget earlier in the week, Mike. How cool nuggets. is it? Larry Ravelli appeared in the Blues Brothers, too. Oh, he did? I love that. Yeah, he was a, he was a driver for the union, wasn't he? That's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was a dancer. <laughs> he danced in the Blues Brothers. Awesome. When Ray Charles is performing. I saw the piece. It, That's Larry very cool. Larry Ravelli is down there. He's one of the kids dancing yep. in the Blues Brothers. Very How cool yeah. is that? Uh, so position five, this is since 1930, the historical data for everybody. So position five, the most wins, 10. That's Tappet Trice, the second favorite yep. at five to one. Position 10 has the second most wins, nine. But as Jimmy told you, practical move, who was 10 to one, has been scratched because of uh, the fever. Uh, so right. the favorite Call is it. Forte, who is coming yep. out of the 15 position. He's three to one. Um, what do we make of some of the, the way the draw happened? And can we lean at all into some of the historical data to lead us to a proper place? Yeah, historical data-wise, I don't think you have to worry too much, only for the fact that for the longest time, Churchill used to have what was called the auxiliary starting gate. So they had the normal 14-horse starting gate and then basically an attachment that mm-hmm. was added on to the outside six horses. Now, just in the last couple of years, They've purchased a 20-horse starting mm. gate. So that changes thing a little bit, little bit. There's not really that angle from the outside that used to favor those outside horses right. a little bit more. But also the horse on the rail always used to have no shot because they were basically pushed right against the rail. So I kind of throw that historical data out. The one thing I do look at is if a horse is really hurt by being on the inside or being on the far outside. And really the way the draw for this race didn't affect any of the horses in here by any means. Okay. I think this is a race that is going to be settled on the racetrack, and I think that's a good thing, too. So how are we betting this thing, Jimmy? All right, so for me, I am tossing the favorite out. I'm not going to use Forte anywhere for a couple of reasons. First off, when it's 19 horses in a race, you need to find value. And Forte is probably going to be the 5-2 to two favorite, but his numbers have regressed over three straight starts. If he beats me, he beats me, but I'm going to look to horses where I can try to make a little bit more money. So here's how I'm playing the race. I will bet two fills. I will bet two fills across the board. I think he's going to be somewhere around 10 to 1. So I'll bet him to win, place, and show. Then I'm going to take five horses, and I'm going to box them in an exacta and a trifecta. And the cool thing about the trifecta for the Derby is just a 50-cent wager. So if you do what's called a five-horse trifecta box, you're taking those combinations. The five times four times three is 60 combinations. It only costs you $30, so it's not terrible. So I'm going to box the three, two fills. My second selection is the 14 angel of empire. Then I like the two Japanese horses, one who drew in off the also eligibles, the 22 Mandarin hero, then the 17 Derma Sotagake. And then in fifth, I'll use the five tap at trice. So my numbers again, three, 14, 22, 17, and five. And you could do a 50 cent try box on that. 
50 cent tri-box. It'll cost you $30. You're going to have those five horses. Any three of those five run in the trifecta in the top three, and it's going to cash huge. I love it. All right, we'll uh, we'll do it. That The numbers, again, we're betting two fills across the board, and then the numbers do a 50 cent tri-box. Like Jimmy said, that will cost you, that to be a $30 wager. But if it hits, it's going to be a great payday. 3, 14, 22, 17, and 5. Jimmy, enjoy the race. Uh, people can watch and wager uh, with the Club Hawthorne mobile wagering app. Get out to one of the betting bars this weekend. Get to the track. It's going to be great. The weather's going to be nice. So enjoy it, buddy, and we'll talk to you next week. Let's make some money, boys. Good luck. See ya, Jimmy. Jimmy! Great stuff. So that's how uh, we're handling the Derby. Before we get out of here, let's give some other best plays for the weekend. I know Mikey said he had something for everybody, uh, I believe, on Celtics and uh, Sixers tonight. So where are we wagering, my friend? Uh, Take Boston uh, minus the two and a half and the under in that game. Okay. Okay. Take Boston and the under. Boston and, and the under. Own, those are my only two plays. I will say this: uh, if you if, if you want, uh, maybe throw some couch change on Miami. Our podcast will be up uh, before the Cubs start at one twenty. All right, let's. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll bet another game in Philly tonight. The Phillies, I love other games in Philly. Why not? They, they just got swept in L.A., but they're back home. Bryce Harper gets to play in front of the home crowd. Mm-hmm. They are facing the red hot uh, Red Sox. I mean, the Red Sox have ripped off. I yes, believe it's have. six in a row. Sale's been just okay. The walk rate is abnormally high. He's been hit pretty hard this year. He's striking guys out, but you know what? Zach Wheeler's been so good for the Phillies. He's been so good at home. A whip below one in that ballpark. A sub two and a half ERA. He's uh, 21-9 straight up in that ballpark. I think the Phillies will roll in off that road trip and getting swept and play a little bit better. I kind of like him. Nothing more than, let's say, we'll call it a a minus $1.65 or $1.70. That's as high as we'll go, but I think the Phillies bounce back and beat the Red Sox tonight at home. Uh, You know what? That's a good one, and they'll be all charged up to have their guy back. That's I, all I got. I got any more so. carpet? That's it. That's it. That's well, uh, it, baby. We want everybody to have a great weekend. Enjoy the Derby, all the playoff action and the baseball. Thank you to Eric Ostrowski as always, and thanks to Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller. And uh, Mikey, have a great weekend. Enjoy all the wagering, and we'll talk to everybody again next Friday. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. On ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.